Hey family, welcome to the Recalibrate podcast. It's your host Esther Glory and this is a new episode. Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Um, Yeah, let me know your feedback on this season so far. Some of you have been telling me we're loving the longer episodes. Some of you have been saying that you're enjoying being able to learn about hearing the voice of God. And this is what this is all about. This is what Recalibrate is all about. So thank you for joining me on another episode of the Recalibrate podcast, season three. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about hearing the audible voice of God. Um, And some of us hear God in this way. And so I just really wanted to expand upon that um, and bring clearer understanding um, to this as a stream of revelation, a way that God may speak to us. Um, And so make sure that you've rated, you've reviewed and that you subscribed to you're subscribed to the podcast. I want to hear your feedback on the podcast as well. Um, If you aren't aware, the more 30 day devotional um, talking about finding more in God, more in you and more for you to do in the world is available to purchase at www.recalibrateuk.com forward slash resources and is also available on Amazon. If you just type in Esther Gloria Nyeka or if you type in the more 30 day devotional, it will be the first thing that comes up and it's available for you to purchase on Amazon as well. And then um, I also did a podcast episode, a Bible study on uh, the book of Ezekiel um, on Seven Keys Management, uh, one of their podcasts, which is titled The Mind of a Prophet. So if you want to go and listen to that as well, the link to that will be in the show notes also. And make sure you subscribe to their podcast as well, because they've got some amazing content coming out, um, looking at some prophets in the Bible as well. And so, yeah, let's dive right into this week's episode, guys. Um, So the random musing of my heart for this week's episode, um, it's a segment in the podcast where we just talk about some things that I've been thinking about throughout the week, a skill I'm trying to master um, or something that's just been on my mind, literally a random musing. Um, And this week's random musing of my heart is centered around those who are faithful and consistent. Um. One of the things that can often happen is when people are faithful and or consistent, you can sometimes fall in this trap of being taken for granted. And I've been thinking about that a lot this week. And the words finally came to me and I posted it on Instagram this week and got really good reception um, from some of the people that follow me concerning it. And I want to read it out to you guys as well so that if this rings rings true with you, um, you can also feel um, that you are not alone, one, and two, that God genuinely cares about your thoughts and your hearts concerning this. And so listen to this. I'll read it out to you guys. To the faithful and understanding, please don't change based on how they respond. Because you aren't problematic, they'll take you for granted. They'll do things and expect you to understand, even though vice versa, they would never take that. They'll hurt you and expect for you to understand. To be faithful and loyal is a gift that not all have. It is your power. So please don't change. Now that rang true in my mind because there's been some cases where the people who are problematic get the most attention or the people or the friends or the people that bring drama, they get the most attention. But because you're just consistent and faithful and unwavering, 
and loyal, sometimes you can be taken for granted and sometimes you can even be pushed to the back burner because you understand. Um, and for a short time, especially if you're a kind person with a big heart, um, you'll be able to be resilient and to bounce back from that. But at some point, it requires a level of boldness and assertiveness to say that you deserve better. Um, and that's OK to say you being faithful and consistent isn't taken away from because you have expectations and or needs from the people that you are in community with. Um, and so that's been the random musing of my heart um, this week and for this week's episode. Please don't lose your faithfulness. Don't change in your faithfulness or your loyalty. Um because it is power that not everyone has, not not many people have the ability to commit and to be loyal to a cause and to a person consistently and even to God consistently. And so if you have been graced and you are you have that and you don't have to work to attain it, then please make sure that you don't change based on how people respond to you. Don't become wavering and unreliable and not dependable just because people have not responded to you well when you have been or they've taken you for granted or they've looked to others who are less consistent um, um, because of because of the nature of their relationships. So yeah, please, please don't change. To the faithful and the understanding, please don't change. It is your power. That's the random musing of my heart for this week's episode. So let's dive right in to hearing the voice of God audibly. Now, um, discernment is, uh, we spoke about last week, is something that a lot of people um, hear the voice of God by, but not are, are not really able to um, have understanding or principles to navigate. And so we spoke about that last week. So this week, we're going to look at some scriptures where the audible voice of God um, has been recorded um, to have been uh, used to communicate a message to God's people. And we're going to draw out some really important principles about hearing God's voice audibly. Um, now, a lot of people encounter and experience God in this way, but there are some really key principles that we can draw out from the scriptures that will help us to navigate hearing his voice audibly. And some people think that you can only hear God's voice audibly. It's the most common way that people desire to hear his voice. And we're still going through other streams of revelation um, in the next few weeks. But the voice of God isn't the only way, but it is. it may be a way that you experience the voice of God. And so it's important for us to draw out as many principles as we can, look at its foundations, look at its framework so that we can make good use of it. Um, so, for example, we're going to look at things like um, one of the things that often happens is some people hear the voice of God audibly, but they don't hear a voice that they're unfamiliar with. They may hear a voice of somebody they respect, honor, trust, love. Um, and sometimes that can confuse people because you think it's about the personality. But maturity helps us to understand that what God is doing is bypassing your bypassing what may just be experiential and is helping you to build a framework for the voice of God um, by using the voice of somebody you already honor, love and respect or even look up to and admire or somebody you're familiar with, maybe a parent, a caretaker, a loved one. 
God may use their voice to speak to you just so that you can get familiar with what he sounds like, not in terms of the style or their particular voice, but what the content of what he has to say to you. Um, but it won't remain that way. As you mature, you'll be able to distinguish the voice of God for yourself and hear it more clearly for what it is versus just about whose voice he's using to communicate with you in a moment. We're also going to look at the fact that, um, for example, one of the things that I noticed in community, when you have a friend who hears the audible voice of God, one of the things they may struggle with is communicating um, between both realms. So I remember having a friend who could hear audibly the voice of God. And sometimes I could be talking to her and she would just zone out and she wouldn't be listening to what I'm saying. And it used to really bug me because then it made her a bad listener, not because she didn't have good listening skills, but it was because she simply didn't know how to manage both realms of hearing God's voice audibly, but also being able to listen in a conversation and respond accordingly. And so what are some principles that may help us to engage better with the voice of God so that it's not at the detriment of relationships or and or um, our day to day lives? Because you can make mistakes, you can easily become um unfocused in what you're what you may have to do in day-to-day -day activities and so even just some simple things like over communicating so for example with what with my friend one of the things I said is that highlight to me when you feel like you're hearing something so I can stop talking or highlight to me when uh, what to notice some signals or some things that you know happen when you begin to hear messages from God that helped our communication to be able to grow and so what can you do if you're somebody that hears the voice of God audibly um, and it impacts your community, it impacts your day to day life, it impacts what you do. Um, so we're going to look at that. And then we're also going to look at um, three separate scriptures where the voice of God was heard audibly and some of the ways that we can we can learn to respond better. Because one thing I want you to be able to draw away from this season once we've once we're done with it is not only how you hear God's voice, but also investing in responding well so that you can get the best of having a relationship with God where you can hear him and not just hear him in terms of audibly, but you can discern, uh, decode, interpret and apply the messages of God to your own personal life. I want you to be able to do this on your own on the other end of this season. And so that's what we're journeying through today. And I am going to give personal experiences as well, because I believe that they will be, be able to help you relate more with ways, spaces, places, and things um, that you may be hearing God concerning, but it's imp but you're impacted by not knowing how to respond, or you're impacted because you may not have been in um, friendship or community with somebody where you may know um, how to respond. And so, for example, I'll give examples where I responded well and examples where I also didn't respond as well, um, so that you can have a clearer understanding. This is a community podcast, and so what we're doing here is growing, deepening, our sensitivity to God as a community. So let's dive into the first scripture. Let's dive into Exodus 3 verse 2 to 6 in the Amplified Version. Exodus 3 verses 2 to 6 in the Amplified Version. Um, this is the story of Moses encountering God and he hears God's audible voice. Let's dive in. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing flame of fire from the midst of a bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush was on fire, yet it was not consumed. So Moses said, I must turn away from the flock and see this great sight, why the bush is not burned up. 
When the Lord saw that he turned away from the flock to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then God said, do not come near. Take off your sandals off of your feet out of respect, because the place on which you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Then Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Now, from this scripture, one of the one of my favorite things is that when God began to speak to Moses from the midst of the burning bush, the first thing that God noticed, the first thing that allowed God to speak or the first thing that prompted God to speak was that Moses turned away from what he was doing to focus on what he could see. So he saw this bush burning up, but the bush was not consumed. And so he said, wow, like, let me look at this. Let me pay attention to this. And he turned away from what had his focus and listened into and looked into what was going on, the experience, the encounter with God. Principle number one, focus is important. If you hear the voice of God audibly, then focus is important. Not not just hearing the voice of God audibly. If you hear the voice of God, period, focus to what God is saying is important. One of the things that can happen often with us as believers is we can become familiar with the voice of God. I'll go from personal experience. There was a moment um, in my walk with God, probably around two or three years ago, uh, two years ago, I believe, um, where I would hear God's voice a lot audibly. And so you know this, if you have a, a maybe a younger sibling or you have like a, a, an extroverted friend or you have a young child around you. And I remember um, literally, and if they talk a lot, sometimes it can become white noise. Like you hear the important highlights or specific words of what they're saying, but the but listening to them consistently can often become hard. Um, I one one of my um, one of my babies, um, my uh, one of my babies. He's my nephew, um, also my godson. Um, he w- he calls my name a lot whenever I'm around him. And one of the things that I noticed was that sometimes he will be calling my name, and I won't even realize, even though it's my name and it's attributed to get my, it's called to get my attention. One time I realized that he was calling my name three or four times, and I actually didn't hear him, not because I was ignoring him or blocking him out because I would I would never do that. It was because he had called my name so often, I didn't realize when my brain had actively compartmentalized that when he's calling me, um, I didn't even hear him. And so one of the things I realized was similar to that scenario um, with my godson. When I was in um, this particular place in my relationship with God, I realized that I God was speaking to me and it was becoming white noise because God is always speaking. He always wants to be, he, he always has something to say to us. He always has a word concerning us, which is a good thing. But if you're not somebody who learns how to stream that information or streamline that information, or you don't practice not being familiar with the voice of God, it can actively become white noise. And hey, a lot of people don't want to admit that, but I'm willing to admit it. Um, that was something that I really struggled with and something that I've, I have challenged myself to never allow to happen again. I remember one time something, um, so a scenario with a friendship, a friendship happened and 
um, God had already spoken to me about that scenario and what was going to happen, how it was going to unfold and how I should deal with it. And because God was speaking to me about it, it merged with my own thoughts. And so as God was speaking and on some of the limiting beliefs I had about myself, about faithing and trust that God would see me through that situation happened. And I completely ignored and or forgot a large portion of what God had said to me concerning this situation. And so on the other side of that situation, because I didn't focus and I became familiar with the voice of God, when it happened and I and everything unfolded as it did, I felt so guilty, so guilty, not in terms of condemnation, but convicted about how familiar I had become with the voice of God to the point where he had already given me insight, revelation, interpretation, and application for how to steward his word concerning this particular time. And I didn't follow it. Now, there's been other times where I have focused in and that focus in listening and being um, honoring and esteeming the voice of God in my life has proven fruitful. There's been like, for example, um, I remember um, preparing um, for a new year uh, and I was writing out all of these plans and doing all of these things. And everyone around me, my community was saying like, I love the way you prepare for a new year. This is powerful. Um, and I remember saying that um, this was the way I was raised. Like my my mom would raise me um, to plan my year this particular way, to write a prophetic word, to have Bible study plans for the year. She was always making sure that myself and my siblings always engaged with planning out a new year this way. And then I had adapted it as I grew older to begin to look at emotions and emotional regulation planning and recovery plans and all of these important things that are needed to be to be uh, tr to have a transformative year versus just having a year where I met goals. And so um, th there was one year I was planning for the next year and my friends were like, you should share this. You should share this. And I had one particular friend who was like, Glory, you need to do a live because you an Instagram live and you need people to sit in and to hear what you're saying. And I remember um, going to my leaders and saying, I feel like I should do this, that and the other. And they were like, go ahead. This is great. This is amazing. And I remember doing the live and getting such a great response from it. Um, and then being like, oh, wow, this is amazing. And then a year later, being able to do it with Recalibrate as a masterclass, um, shameless plug, the link will be in the show notes as well um, for the Recalibrate Masterclass 2021, where we speak about how to holistically plan for a new year. Um, and so, and there's a plan for every quarter, for every month, for every week, every, every day. Um, and it will really bless you and help you, I promise, um, because it's helped me too. Um, but being able to go in and hear what God had to say and God saying to me, okay, I feel like you should share this with people because even before my community said anything to me, I felt like God was telling me that this is um, the way I need people to be planning their year, where they include me, where they let me lead and guide the way. And so God was like, I feel like you should share this with people. And in sharing with my community, they were able to encourage me and um, uh, deal with the limiting beliefs, help me to navigate the limiting beliefs and change them into empowering beliefs enough to be able to go on and do this masterclass or do this uh, live, where I was able to share with people a better way, a more excellent way to plan their year. And so 
This is where the voice of God has proven fruitful. Just one of many experiences or one many examples um, where the voice of God has proven fruitful when I've chosen to focus on it and not become familiar with it. So the first thing I would pull out from this episode, uh, from this scripture is the way that Moses focused in on, on the encounter he was having with God, the experience, what God was saying to him. He focused in and that prompted God to speak. So the first thing, the first principle to take from this scripture is focus. The second is in verse four, when God calls him and says, Moses, Moses, and and Moses replies or responds to God, here I am. So the first thing is focus. The second thing is availability. Um, Sometimes we can be too busy for God. Sometimes we can, um, as I said, we can become familiar because we can hear his voice or we've been exposed to experiences and the power of God multiple times. But availability, um, some of the things that I've been speaking about in this season, especially some of the things that I've been teaching us uh, to do to be able to hear the voice of God better is to make ourselves more available. Some of us are saying, I've spoken about this before on the podcast, but some of us say we want to hear the voice of God but really and truly we just want to invite him to the conversations that we're having internally when in actual fact when we present ourselves as available God what is on your mind today God what is your counsel concerning what I am doing what I am engaging in what do you want me to do for my career for my business for my family for my uh, spouse what what is it that you have in mind concerning me um one of the days of the more devotional um speaks about um in the purpose section speaks about um Hannah and Elkanah in 1 Samuel 1 verse 1 uh, chapters 1 to 3 1 Samuel 1 First uh, Samuel chapters one to three, and it speaks about the story of Hannah and Elkanah. They had to wait to conceive, but the reason they had to wait was because Samuel needed God. God needed Samuel, sorry, to be born in a particular time period so that he could be one of the greatest judges of Israel. If Samuel had been born earlier, he would have been old. He would not have been. Um, Hannah would not have. Um, because of her prayer to God and his him God answering, she wouldn't have needed to present him back to God in the temple. He wouldn't have been raised under the tutelage of Eli. So some of the things that we are we are saying that we want from God, some of the things that we want to hear from God or know from God, in reality, what it is, is just an availability issue. We wouldn't be grumbling in the waiting period as much if we were actually available to hear what God was saying. Now, does this mean that you crush crush all your schedules, rip and tear all your plans apart and only focus on making sure that you're sitting down hearing God all the time? No. The truth of the matter is this challenges us to make an internal environment that is conducive for the voice of God, where we pray often, we fast often, we worship often, or moments of adoration often, where we engage with God internally Um, a lot more and in a lot more quality. It's not just about the time you spend in prayer, but it's the quality of your prayer. Are you just offloading and venting to God or are you actually hearing what he has to say concerning you and hearing what is on his mind concerning you, your purpose, your identity and your life? The first thing is focus, but the second thing is availability. And not only that, um, uh, uh, Moses' ears were were open to listening. That's one of the things that we um, we need to do more often. It's being open to listening, no matter how hard the message, no matter what we feel like God is saying, 
not just focusing on our busy body schedules and lives, but also making sure that we want to hear, we desire to hear, we long for and hunger for um, hearing what God has to say. And so, yeah, the three principles I would draw out from this scripture are, again, focus, availability and openness, openness. Uh, the second scripture is 1 Samuel 3, 4 to 11. 1 Samuel 3 verses 4 to 11, which I'll quickly read, which says, then the Lord called Samuel and Samuel answered, here I am. So proper context for 1 Samuel 3, um, God calls Samuel and he goes to um, Eli, who is the priest at the time, who he is under his tutelage. And uh, Samuel goes to Eli and says, oh, I heard you call me. Um, I heard you call me and so um here I am and basically Eli says no I didn't call you go and lie down um and I'm going to read this through for you um but then Eli teaches him how to respond but this here I am is the important part that I want you to draw on availability in all of these scriptures that I'm going to show you um especially these first two availability and focus are an important part of it. So First uh, Samuel 3, 4 to 11, then the Lord called Samuel and he answered, here I am. He ran to Eli and said, here I am for you called me. But Eli said, I did not call you lie down again. So he went and lay down. Then the Lord called yet again Samuel. So Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am for you called me. But Eli answered, I did not call my son lie down again. Now, Samuel did not yet know or personally experience the Lord and the word of the Lord was not yet revealed directly to him, um, which I spoke about at the beginning of the podcast. Sometimes we have not experienced for ourselves the voice of the Lord or experienced the Lord for ourselves or he's not yet been revealed to us directly. And so sometimes it takes us being able to go to someone else to teach us not only to hear him, but to respond to him. Verse eight. So the Lord called Samuel a third time and he stood and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli understood that it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So Eli said to Samuel, go lie down and it shall be that if he calls you, you shall say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Verse 10. Then the Lord came and stood and called as at the previous times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, behold, I'm about to do a thing in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will ring. And there was a whole word of the Lord that God shared with Samuel for Eli and his household. Um, and I'm going to also read the last scripture and tie these together. Matthew 3 verse 17 in the Amplified Version, which says, And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased and delighted. This was the first instance. This was the first instance in the Gospels recorded in the Gospels of the father speaking audibly to his son. But there are other examples such as Matthew 17 verse 5, Mark 1 verse 11, Mark 9 verse 7, Luke 3:22, Luke 9:35 and John 12:28. Um but what do I want to draw out from these particular scriptures is that you can be taught how to respond. Um, you can be taught how to respond. And one of the ways that you respond is by being available, focusing in and being available. Eli taught Samuel how to respond because Eli could recognize that it was the voice of God. But Samuel went to who he knew. Samuel hadn't yet experienced the Lord. And so he went to Eli, who he knew. 
And so Eli taught him how to respond and Eli taught him how to respond by making himself available. In what areas of your life do you still need to make yourself available to hearing the voice of God? Um, It's so important that we know that, especially hearing the audible voice of God, it's as straightforward as that. You will hear in your natural ears what God is saying um, in and through your spirit. And so it's so important that even as you uh, have revelation, you interpret and you apply what God may be saying to you audibly, that you are aware of of, of your availability. And if you hear God's voice audibly, one of the things that you will deal with often um, that I've encountered and that so many people I know have encountered is that you may struggle with be, with staying Uh, with making sure that you're not familiar with the voice of God and staying in a place of uh, a posture of honor and esteeming the voice of God and valuing its purpose for you. Uh, The evidence that you've been filled with Holy Spirit is not just in speaking in tongues. Evidence that you have the Holy Spirit is that you have a convicting voice, something that can convict you of what is right and what is wrong, something that uh, someone that can instruct and guide you, lead you, teach you, comfort you. That is true evidence of Holy Spirit. Maturity is when you when you can say, I heard God say this to me. I heard God say that to me. And it leads and guides your decision making, the way you live and move and have your being according to the scriptures. And so hearing the audible voice of God, you may hear it through a, 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 a voice that you already know. Um, and that's not a bad thing. Maturity is just to become familiar with the framework, the contents of the way God may speak to you, um, but not to stay there, not to stay focused in on the person and or place or thing, but to make sure that you become familiar with the framework and the context of the voice of God, content, sorry, of the voice of God. Not only that, have adequate things, have excellent ways in your um, personal life that make you focused, make you available and help you to be sensitive to God's voice and not to become familiar with it. But not only that, so that it doesn't disrupt your day to day activities or make community or communication hard for you as well. Make sure that you often you make sure that you revisit how you hear the voice of God and how you're showing up in real life as you navigate both of these realms where God may be speaking to you, but you have people around you who live with you, who may be um, in your community, friends and things like that, who may need to speak to you. Um, you don't want to be be labeled a bad listener because of how you're navigating two realms. And some of these principles will definitely help you in navigating uh, in navigating uh, your relationship with God, hearing the voice of God, but then also being able um, to engage in your day-to-day activities as well. And so, yeah, that is uh, this week's episode. I know I didn't give a fun fact, but th- instead this week I'm going to give um, some recommendations um, in terms of Um, what I feel like you can be doing. I feel like you should ask yourself uh, one question and then give yourself three actionable ways to be able to walk this through. So this would be the recalibrate challenge of the week. Um, And so the recalibrate challenge of the week for this week's episode um, is to make sure that you ask yourself, am I familiar with the voice of God? Am I too familiar with the voice of God in my life? And three actionable steps. So not just I will I will make more room for the voice of God. But questions, uh, three actionable steps such as um, I will 
wake up every single day at a particular time and make sure that I engage in devotion, um, reading my Bible, fasting, prayer, worship at, at this particular time throughout the day. And I will maybe check in at lunchtime to pray again or to just ask God what is on his mind or make these steps that you can practically apply to your life. So for example, um, one of the things that I did when I was very familiar with God was I asked some of my leaders and my friends to randomly ask me what God is saying at random times. And I would have to be able to center myself and, and explain to them what I feel like God is speaking to me about concerning at, a partic- at any given point. Um, and I remember uh, was it a few a few weeks ago um, one of my leaders randomly like called me and was like um, what is God saying to you and it was at first it was very it was jokingly but then I began to share what God had been speaking to me about um, and one of my leaders had just done it a couple of days prior and so it really helped to sharpen my sensitivity and making sure that I was esteeming and valuing the voice of God because I highlighted how familiar I had become and I also didn't want that to happen again and so I want you guys to be able to do this as well are you familiar with with the voice of God? Take it a step further on a scale of one to 10, 10 being over familiar, white noise familiar, and zero being, or one to 10, sorry, one, uh, not familiar at all, esteeming and valuing to the best of your ability. Um, on a scale of one to 10, how over familiar are you with the voice of God and then write three actionable steps how are you going to better your focus could be step one Uh, how are you going to better your availability step two how are you going to uh, better your openness step three those are ways that you three actionable steps and those are ways that you can incorporate hearing the voice of God um, into your daily life and making it uh, making a conducive internal environment where you esteem the voice of God you are available to hear what he has to say you are focused in and sensitive to what God is saying another thing that I would recommend is to fast Um, one of the things that I've learned and we'll probably talk about it in an episode is that fasting really helps it's more than just about not eating for a few hours fasting really really helps to deepen your sensitivity to God Um, and one of the things that it also does is it helps you to center yourself and to focus now I believe in fasting obviously according to the scriptures we fast from food but I also believe from fasting from things that you know actively make you unavailable uh, to the voice of God or help you in your familiarity to the voice of God so for example um, I know for me um, that work like actually working can take and I can become very focused in on what I have to do activity wise that I can forget to um to engage with God as regularly and in as and and in the depth that I need to and so what I do often is to fast now does that mean obviously you don't work? No, not at all. But what it does mean is that I fast from food, I center and focus myself, and I make sure that even as I'm working, I make active decisions, uh, applicable decisions to 
um, to engage with God, even in a work day. And so what that means is taking, if, even if it's just five minutes while I'm writing an email or while I'm reading through something, just to pray, God, what's on your mind? And to begin to pray in in uh, in tongues or to pray whatever I feel like God has laid on my heart in that moment, then I do that. But while I'm fasting, it helps me to focus. Now, does that mean that when I finish fasting, I, do, I stop doing that? No. When I finish fasting, it means that I incorporate the things that helped me to become sensitive to the voice of God in a fasting period into my day to day life. So if it's social media, fast from social media. But when you come back onto social media, make sure that you are actively using the things that helped you to deepen your sensitivity and your fasting period to your life when you come back onto social media. Um, so that that's also something I would recommend as well to help you with fam familiarity to the voice of God, which is the number one struggle of people who hear the audible voice of God. Um, and also that never lose your wonder. Never lose your wonder. Something that we do often is that because we hear the voice of God, not only do we become familiar, but we lose our wonder. And one of the things that really calls you into order is when life begins to happen and suddenly the voice of God is not as clear and it's not as crisp as you're used to hearing it. That is the scariest place to be when the voice of God that you use, that you hear uh, day in, day out, or you've, you've heard in previous seasons suddenly becomes an echo of itself or too uh, not clear enough to hear, not because God isn't speaking, but because your sensitivity, your stream of revelation is clogged. And so a way to deal with that and a way to consistently um, make sure that that doesn't happen and it doesn't take life awakening you to that reality is to make sure that you consistently keep your sensitivity. You do not become familiar, but you also never lose your wonder. So I hope that this episode has been helpful, guys, and I hope that you've been able to grab something from it. Let me know your thoughts on it um, and make sure that you check out the show notes because it will have all the information that you need in there as well. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. You know I love and adore you. See you in next week's episode. Peace and love. 